This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Hello, everybody, and welcome into the Odds and Audibles podcast. This is your host, Jared Mack, and today it's just me. There's no Matt Preem, no Eric Scopel. And because of that, uh, we have a special guest here, Oregon baseball head coach Mark Wazikowski. Waz, how are you doing on this pretty dry Eugene day? Hey, the weather's been great. No, no complaints. Uh, all good. How's uh how's, how's practice been treating you guys? You guys have you know you got ten days left here until uh first games of the season. Uh just how's how's the spring spring baseball season been? Well, we're excited. We're excited about our club. You know, it gets a little old playing against each other in scrimmages, but um it's obviously necessary. We've had, you know, I mean, what, three weeks ago or whatever, we we had some tough weather for a stretch of about four or five days, but you know, lately it's been great. We've been outside every day. Um, you know. Uh, we've been able to to nail all of our scrimmage innings, which is fantastic. And, um, you know, just, just hoping to stay healthy to where we can, you know, start the season as healthy, healthy as we possibly can be. That's always a, a concern with this short lead-up time. And I sure would wish the NCAA would get involved and push the season back, but probably a discussion for a different day. It just seems like <laughs> most of the injuries occur in spring training for Major League Baseball, uh, you know, with their lead-up time. And same thing in college baseball, in the lead-up time, it's – it's the most vulnerable time for a student athlete. And I just wish they would push the season back, probably increase attendance across the board in college baseball and get us to play in uh, better weather across the country. But, you know, that's, like I said, probably a discussion for a different day. Yeah, I'm not sure how, how wide our podcast network is like in terms of our audience. So I'm not sure if that'll get to the right places, but definitely a discussion for a different day. Uh, you guys start the season this year in Arlington or in, in Dallas for the Shriners Invitational. Uh, you'll be taking on Oklahoma next week. This is the first time since that COVID short season of 2020 that you're playing a uh, power five opponent. This is the big 12. How do you feel like in your time here at Oregon, these last couple of years, including the COVID shortened season, if we want to, how do you feel like that's kind of changed the, how do you, you have changed the perception of how Oregon baseball is looked at across the country, just in your short time here, including the super regional birth last year? Well, I mean, we, we felt like when we first came in, um, you know, just the program, everything's historical, in my opinion. You know, when we first came in, it was where it was. And, and at this point, it's it's in a better place. And so we've just tried to improve every single day. That's our mo- motto uh, on the field. We we don't really look ahead. We don't really look in the rearview mirror too much, um, you know, to, to focus on it. I mean, we just use all that historical stuff for information and the daily goal is just to improve and just to get, continue to get better. I think since we've been here, you know, we had that funky first season, the, the, the 20 COVID deal, which was shortened. And that was maybe in some ways, you know, uh, it, it's hard to say COVID was a blessing because people lost lives and, and family members and stuff like that. For our program, it probably helped um, 
for our program, it probably helped just because where the program was at, we, we needed we needed some time to get our uh, stuff in and in the system and, and to where we had some trust with the players that were here. And so it probably helped us that we had a, an, an additional more or less year to do that. Um, and since then, we've been in postseason play every year, and, and it seems to continue to build. You know, last year, the Pac-12 tournament championship and a super regional bid in the CPK Park uh, explode here um, with the fans, the attendance and all that um, clearly was an indicator of, of where the program um, is headed. And then, you know, just like you said, it, it's this 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 season, the opening weekend is is at the Shriners tournament there in Arlington, Texas, at the Major League Field where the Texas Rangers just won a World Series. The only way you get into those tournament is by invitation. And the only way you get those invitations is uh, if your program's doing well. And so, um, you know, luckily now we're in a spot where we're getting a lot of preseason or pre-conference um, mm -hmm. invitations to the best tournaments in college baseball. And and that's that's another indicator that the program's going in the right direction. I want to stick on the, the Shriners real quick. Just, you know, you kind, you kind of touched on it there, but just what does it mean to, to you to get that call, that invitation? What do you, and what do you think it'll mean for the program just, you know, further down the line in, in like a couple of years, just getting your, your, again, Oregon out there in the tournament like this? It's it's a double-edged sword, right? Because it's it's opening weekend, and so nobody's going to play their best baseball on opening weekend. Um, but at the same point in time, what an honor to be able to, to get into a field and a, a field that has the type of teams that are in the tournament, which is great. You know, College World Series teams and and excellent uh, teams across the board. Uh, it'll probably be more of a feeling of three road games, even though we're at a neutral site field. It'll it'll be definitely the feeling of being on the road. But it's outstanding competition. Um, I, I don't know. I'm not going to get too deep and say it means uh, so much uh, for the program. It just means that uh, we're being noticed by people that are the insiders of college baseball, that we're doing the right things and our team's getting good. So that's really what it means. And um, and I think that's what it will continue to mean. Like I said, 10 days out from you guys starting your season on February 16th against Oklahoma. How does the team feel? You know, you guys, you know, are returning a lot of new or getting a lot of new guys returning just a little bit of, of uh, the team from last year. Just how's it been so far? You know, so far, so good. I think we play uh, so far in, in the scrimmages. We've played consistent defense, which is great. Um, I really like our athleticism. Um, we've got a lot of turnover when it comes to the position player side of the ball. And then the pitching side of the ball, we had a lot of young guys pitching for us last year. We added a lot of arms as well. So that's been a really competitive place on the field is the pitching department. It's much improved. There's really good arms there. Um, that's a lot of fun. And then the new players that we have positionally, even though, you know, we're not going to see Sabine Ceballos and Drew Cowley and Rico Nishida, you know, Tanner Smith, Colby Shade. You know, we lost a lot of guys last year. Gavin Grant, um, you know, we are going to see Bennett Thompson, Jacob Walsh, you know, Dominic Hellman and some a couple of guys that transferred in here that are really good players. Drew Smith, uh, Carter Garotti. I mean, th those guys are really, really good. Um, a couple of players that transferred in uh, seem to to be really good uh, athletic mm -hmm. players that have had success um, at this level. Justin Casella transferred from Elon, hit 17 home runs at Elon last year, and he's here now as an outfielder. Um, you know, Mason Neville, a transfer from Arkansas. He was a big time recruit, went to Arkansas, came, came in here for his second year of college baseball. Jeffrey Hurd transferred from Sac State. Um, again, tremendous success so far in college baseball, and he just wanted to be on a bigger stage. And so these got these kids are here now, and, and we're blessed to have them. I, I think, uh, I think the fans are going to see that the team is really, really good and, um, just trying to knock on wood and stay healthy. That's the key.
as as the coach, you can obviously see like when when these guys are going to be up, just either when they're out of eligibility or when they're doing so well that they're going to be drafted. Just how did you this past offseason kind of go about trying to replace some of the guys that you were losing and in, in Tanner Smith and Drew Callie and Riku, the guys that you listed earlier? Just how did you go about trying to replace that offensive production that led you guys to you know the super regional and had one of the best offenses in the country? Yeah, we tried to we with each spot that was open, we tried to went uh, go one portal guy, one high school guy. You know, just give them a great opportunity to compete against each other. We didn't get uh, you know all the portal guys that uh, maybe you you never get everybody that you're after in recruiting. Um, but it wasn't quite one to one. But we tried to go one to one just to create competition for our high school kids and for for the transfer kids. Um, and so that's more or less the plan that we had. And, you know, and then it's best man for the job. It doesn't really matter what the age of the player is. I mean, um, you know, we've we've got some kids right now that are playing exceptionally well. Ryan Cooney, uh, you know, he he played on that Jesuit team. They got a lot of hype from uh, Noble, Noble Meyer, his excellence, by being a first-round pick pitcher on that team that was a duck and signed pro in the first round. But, you know, Ryan's had a tremendous um, spring, and he had a great summer um, playing in the Collegiate League, West Coast Collegiate League. He almost won the batting title before he – he had an injury stop his season, but um, he's come in like aimbusters. And so he looks, uh, he looks really good in our workouts and he's got a chance to be a starter from day one. Uh, and it's just exciting when you got a lot of good players in the program, you had a lot of good players last year sitting, sitting behind some players that were playing exceptionally well. Um, that just means you probably won't have a big drop off and let's hope that, hope that that's the case, right? This isn't necessarily like, Hey, there's a 2024 season that's coming up more of like a personal question. Do you have, do you have a favorite Riku Nishida story? Oh, I'm sorry. Say that again. Do you have a favorite Riku Nishida story from his time here? Oh, geez. No, there are too many of them. <laughs> and it, it was just uh, my favorite Riku Nishida story is just being around him every day. I mean, the guy's, uh, I don't know. Best story, I guess I could tell you is, you know, one, he would, he would come up with some plays. Um, oh, really? Yeah, he would just randomly – he's going to be a heck of a coach. I mean, just a heck of a coach. But he would randomly come up with some ideas and plays mid-game uh, in the middle of an at-bat, maybe call you over, just just say, hey, this is what we need to do right here. And, you know, the first couple of times that he said some stuff like that, you kind of look at him and go, all right, well, uh, you know, and you'd be in a scrimmage and you go, all right, well, let's do it. Let's, let's take your suggestion. And sure enough, I mean – Almost without exception, um, his suggestions, we would take him, and sometimes they'd be a little crazy, uh, you'd think, and and he'd execute, or we would execute, and he would just, he has a tremendous feel for the game of baseball. You know, when he was over in Japan, you know, the American way of playing the game is so different than in Japan, and in Japan, they, they throw every day. They have a different way of training pitchers and players. They practice for eight, nine hours a day, instead mm-hmm. of the maximum four hours that we get by the NCAA. The, these these players in Japan play baseball and play baseball literally from sun up to sundown. And, and it's a, it's a different culture. And so to have that culture come into our culture to where he would share his experiences and just his energy positivity, um, obviously he's a good player, but just boy, his nature and his energy was just so fun and infectious to be around. It's great. I love watching Riku. It's a shame that he was only here for a year, but uh, we're obviously wishing him the best over with the White Sox. Um, you you touched a little bit on the pitching staff and guys that you, you know, last year was a bit of a struggle at points just because of the youth, because of the injuries that you had to Isaac Ayan and RJ Gordon. Um, 
this has to be one of your deepest staffs during your tenure here, right? It's it seems to be pretty good, you know, and it's we haven't played a season yet. So, you know, we kind of pumped the brakes on all those kind of predictions. But, you know, they throw the ball over the plate. You know, it's not a walk fest in our scrimmages. They throw the ball over the plate. The stuff is good. Seems like there's options on the the uh, the front, the back end. You know, my my biggest uh, going into it, probably my biggest team wide concern is, you know, do we have that absolute dominant lockdown Friday type of an arm uh, as our starting arms? I mean, they're. We have good arms that are, that should be able to pitch and pitch effectively um, and keep us in games. You know, the the legitimate Friday guy that's just going to absolutely stuff the opponent week in and week out, like we saw Jay Stoffel do uh, here at Oregon, like we saw Robbie Alstrom do uh, here at Oregon when those guys were up for pitcher of the year, um, you know, uh, up for the pitcher of the year runnings in the conference. I mean, those guys were really, really good. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Alex Cadell back in the day, 2012, when he was the pitcher of the Pac-12 conference, I mean, do we have that guy? I mean, we didn't think Alex Cadell was going to be that guy. We didn't think Robbie Allstrom was going to be that guy. We didn't think Jay Stoffel was going to be that guy, and yet they were, right? And so right. I don't know if we have that guy right now, and so maybe that's a good omen because that's that's uh, been effective in the past. But um, I do feel like we can shorten the game. I do feel like there's tremendous options in the back end of that bullpen, um, and maybe even a couple of those guys in the back end of the bullpen will be inserted and stretched out as starters. Mikey Friend, uh, for example, from, you know, he's a yeah. Montana kid. He was, yeah. a, you know, down at the junior college in Roseburg. This guy's did a tremendous job. The kid's got a great arm and a great mentality. Um, you know, even though he looks to be a bullpen type arm, shoot, why couldn't he be a starter? He was at junior college level and he was extremely effective and, and he's thrown great innings for us here. So we've got definite options, you know, um, you know, and I really like the depth of our pitching staff. Again, we just want to continue to stay healthy. Last year, you guys had a bunch of true freshmen thrown into the fire with the injuries and everything. And, you know, over the offseason, it's kind of been, well, they they got a lot of experience. They're going to come back and, you know, have that experience and learn better and go harder. Just how have you seen that materialize in the younger guys like Turner Spooljerry, Jackson Pace, Matthew Grabman, guys like that? Um, it's It's individual, to be honest with you. I mean, experience – it should help you. Right. I mean, that's the first thing you think of is, Oh boy, these guys got a lot of experience. They should be much better. Um, yeah. In some cases you'd say so. In some cases uh, we haven't seen that quite yet. And so, you know, I think when that experience probably shows up is in game time, when you're actually inserting these players in a competitive game, their second season, after they threw a lot of innings, their first season, it won't be new to them. I think that's when we'll probably see that more um, mm-hmm. than just scrimmages that we see right now. And so I don't think the experience piece is seen yet. That, that'll be in the coming weeks. But some of those guys have excelled and taken steps forward faster than others. Um, you know, Grayson Grinsel, you know, he looks tremendous. He's been yeah. um, he's been a guy that's that's had some of our best innings so far thrown in scrimmage innings. And um, he looks tremendous. And so w- we do hope that that experience that that younger group had, it looks like they're all, all their stuff is better. Um, it looks like, you know, they're bigger, they're stronger, they're in a better place confident-wise uh, mentally. You know, are they going to perform uh, at a at a level higher or two levels higher than than what we saw a year ago is the goal. Another addition you guys brought on, Blake Hawksworth, former you know, top prospect for St. Louis Cardinals, guy who worked for Scott Boris. Just so far, you've been working with him for, I don't know, six to eight, ten months. Just what's it been like? How has he helped your pitching staff and uh, just – uh, just how has he been for the program overall, I guess? 
Uh, he's been really good. You know, I mean, for me, Coach Hawk is a guy that's got experience all over the place. Um, you know, when you're pitching at the major league level for the LA Dodgers and and the, and the St. Louis Cardinals, I mean that that's only going to help you when you're sitting in a dugout with college kids. He's he's coached in Omaha. He, you know, he's he's been a a, a successful baseball guy his entire life. And so without going through his resume, everybody can read that. He's been tremendous. He's been a, a kind of a settling force, a grounding force down there with pitchers. He uses a lot of the, the modern technology um, to be able to train pitchers and show them pitch design and shapes and, and make suggestions as pitching coaches do and back it up with a lot of that data. Um, you know, he's, he's done a few things different than we've seen, uh, in the past. And and for me, it's exciting to give Blake an opportunity here because the guy deserves it. Um, he's really good at what he does. Um, and he's, he's a guy that is just an office rat. He's in here all the time. Um, it's been a lot of fun being, being around him just as an individual. He, he's got a really calming spirit and, uh, and a great sense of humor. He's a, he's a guy that I think the, the pitchers could learn a lot from. Because I, this is another one that's just more of like a personal question for me, but you guys also added Gavin Grant on the staff, guy who played you know, four or five years at Oregon. I can't remember off the top of my head, but graduated last year, went to the Super Regional, now joins you guys' staff. Just what has it been like to you know kind of keep him around for an extra year? Well, Gavin's a student assistant. He's getting his master's degree right now, which is great. That'll help him in the future. You know, Gavin was always a leader, leader on the field and a coach on the field. And now he gets a chance to see it from the other lens, you know, being in office meetings, uh, seeing seeing what it looks like from a planning standpoint and and uh, player development standpoint behind the scenes and having a plan for all the players you know that it's a it's a totally different look at baseball and when all you've done is played and then you get in the coaching side um, a lot of the guys probably like I was when I was a player I got in the coaching side and it's just like I, I didn't have any idea what the heck was going on, on the coaching side I mean I just thought you just showed up for games and maybe hit some fungos and threw some BP at practice. That was about the extent of it. But, um, boy, it's a lot different than that. And Gavin now sees that from the other side of it and the number of hours that we invest in, you know, preparation from player development preparation and video and analytics to help a player get better all the way through your daily prep work with with uh, with charting, understanding some of the the computer systems to help you with uh, preparations for opponents, you know, first week we get three opponents. And so it's like three weeks worth of work. You you need to make sure that you got all, all their seasons spray charted for three different teams, not just one team. So he's getting thrown on the fire pretty quick here with this year, with the (laughs) tournament right away. And two of our first three weekends at home short in the week, he'll feel that once we get into the season and it just comes down to time management, no matter what game it is, whether it's coaching or business or playing or, I I think it's just a matter of how do you manage your time, and there's just not not a lot of whole a lot of free time for us, um, you know. And if you have a whole lot of free time, then you're probably not giving your team everything that you got during the course of the season and with their prep work. So I think Gavin sees that now from a different lens. It's exciting to have Gavin on the staff. He's only in a, a, a he's a huge addition um, for us as a as a student assistant. So it's great. Last question for me: Do you uh, ten days out? Are you, you feeling the nerves yet? Do you feel nerves? Is this a thing still for you as a coach? Do you feel some game time nerves? No. Uh, I mean, <laughs> maybe in the dugout before a game or something like that, you know, you just get some excitement. Um, no, I think, I think the more nervous you get is probably the least prepared you are. Um, when you, when you feel, when you feel like the nerves are really minimized, um, and the only thing that are giving you nerves is maybe just the energy of 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 a full house that's that's brewing right. with excitement. You know that can get you no matter how prepared you are. But 
you know, I think that you get nervous on anything. I, I mean, I remember as a student going into the test. I mean, there were tests that I wasn't <laughs> nervous at all in, and I, I got A's on those tests. And the ones that I was nervous in, oh, my gosh, I probably bombed those tests just knowing that I wasn't prepared or was prepared. That was the difference. And so, I don't know. I think nerves are a direct correlation. Are you prepared or not? And if you're prepared, you probably don't have a lot of nerves. And if you're not prepared, I bet you're probably pretty nervous that the season's coming up. So, luckily, our staff is a, is a staff that loves to – to do what we do. We don't really feel like this is a work thing. This is a lot of fun. It's, it's an opportunity for us all to be able to do what we love to do. It's not like it's a chore coming to work every day. It's, yeah, it is a job, but it doesn't feel like it, it just feels like we get to do what we love every day. And, and it probably keeps it really easy to, to come and do our, our job. Well, there you have it. Master of preparation, head coach, Mark Wazikowski. Waz, thank you again for coming on the podcast. I really appreciate it. Uh, Oregon starts their season. February 16th against Oklahoma. It's 1 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Uh, again, yeah, I know. Thanks a lot. I, I really appreciate you coming on here, Waz. Yeah, fantastic. Anytime. It's good to see you again, Jared. Go Ducks.